You're listening to the Thoroughbred Podcast, an elite business leadership podcast. Welcome back, guys, to the Thoroughbred Podcast. I am John Wentworth, and I just want to thank you guys so much for subscribing, for giving us some five-star reviews. We are definitely gaining some traction, and I just think that's wonderful, and it's a blessing, and I thank you for that. And uh, today is a very special day. We are going to be joined by one of my very best friends, my brother, Mr. Ronnie Medawar. And a lot of you know Ronnie, and a lot of you that, that, that are going to be listening from all across the country wink, wink, Uh, maybe don't know Ronnie yet, but you're going to get to know Ronnie and you're going to get to know him on an intimate level because he's an intimate type person. Um, Somebody that just is full of faith, full of love for others, full of, you know, just passion for his career. Uh, He's just somebody that inspires me every day to be a better person, a better father, a better husband. And uh, I'm just super, super blessed that he's in my life. And really, I want to share him with you because uh, there's no one in this world that should not know Ronnie Medawar. So Ronnie, welcome, big brother. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I watch you uh, and hear you on the podcast, but it's nice to be on one. Now, let's be honest. Have you heard all three? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard. I've heard. Yes, I, I've heard two. Actually, I didn't hear the one from a couple days ago. We just dropped the one on Joey Spencer yesterday, who's fighting tonight, which is going to be awesome. That's so, awesome. Um, well, welcome to the Thoroughbred Podcast. Thank you for taking out time out of your day. Um, I know you personally, and uh, you know so. We've got some questions, but I'm just going to dive right in because I think one of the things that most intrigues me about you that has helped me a lot is how grounded you are in your faith. And so tell me a little bit about that. I'm always intrigued by this because as you know, Ronnie, for me, I didn't have that in my life growing up. And so, you know, we talked about this with Joel yesterday. And so I'm just interested to hear and, and to share with the people how much God matters to you. Okay, well, I mean... I can be blunt and say straight up, I, I would be nothing or no one, you know, without my relationship with, with, with Christ. Um, I was lucky to, you know, be raised in a God-fearing, loving home. I mean, I was lucky to have examples of amazing parents. And, uh, yes, I you mean, do. And, and my, my mom would, you know, would give anything for her children, for anything for my father. And my father would work, he was a very, very, he still is a very still, you know, a hard worker. But it's funny, you know, when I saw my father rest, it would be on his knees and he'd be praying. And it was amazing, you know, waking up in the morning, getting my clothes, you know, on. And of course, you know, you know, all the stuff we used to do and, and uh, getting ready to go to school, walking by my dad's room and, you know, I'd peek in and say, hey, you know, have a good day. And I couldn't tell him that half the time because half the time he'd be doing his, you know, reading of the Bible and morning prayer. And I didn't want to interrupt, interrupt that. You know, it was amazing. That was a great example. Did you know it at the time? You know, I mean, probably not, right? You're talking about being very young, and, and, and that's that's what we talk about, like the environment that we put ourselves in or that we're in because we can't control that environment when we're young. You right? know, I'll tell you what. Uh, you'd be surprised how much you picked up, actually. I think I did the most of my growing on that period of my life. 
you know, most of my growing listening to my my father, my mother at dinner talk about their day at work and all of a sudden relating to what I would do in that pos- position, you know, if I was them or when we'd go out to family functions with my uncles and listen to my dad and his brothers talk about business and, you know, I'd always want to say I want to be one of the Medawar brothers because, you know, it was five brothers. Um, so I'd sit there and listen and it was pretty amazing how much I learned at that age and how I can transform. I, I mean, even at what what age I am now, I go back 30 years from now and remember all the things I listened to and heard. And I said, you know, I remember that scenario and I can know how to put that back. It's it's amazing. But, you know, see my, my father you know, and mother, uh, you know, pray consistently, read the Bible consistently. You know, we went to a Bible preaching church where, I mean, we read the Bible Every time we were there, we'd ha- they'd have Bible studies. So no, you know, um, it's it's been a part of my life, my whole life. And um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I, you could say I've swayed away, but uh, I still have a conscience, and uh, I go back. Of course, well, I'm human. You know, we're all human. Sure. We all fail. We're all we're all that people. But I, I go back. You know, on on my knees. You know praising and thanking God that I can go back, that he showed me who he was. So, yeah, you know, it's 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 a huge part of my life. Yeah. Well, and I love the word, you know, when you said your conscience, right? And, and you know, one of the things that I've learned through this journey is that, you know, people always say, you'll hear people say, you know, well, I didn't hear God speaking to me, um, or God doesn't speak to me. And, and for me, one of the things that resonated was, well, then you're not listening to your conscience because really to me, that's my, my feeling is that when I'm, when there's something weighing on my conscience, it's God speaking to me. And once I related that, it made it really easy to make decisions on things that I would normally, you know, vacillate over for a long time. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how, um, you know, you know, as a person, you know, what's right and what's wrong. Right. And sometimes you just forget about what's wrong because you can get away with things and you can move forward. You know, a pretty, um, I'm a creator of systems in business. That's what I do. I mean, I'm a creator of different things. Um, I create jewelry, which is very fun. I, yeah. I create systems. I have some business, you know, things that I create. Um, it's amazing that when you start doing those those things, you go back and you, you, you create those specific things on um, your conscience and how, what's right and what's wrong. You know, to me, at the end of the day, integrity is probably the most important thing that you can ever have. And I, I really highly, I think that if you have a good relationship with your creator, I will say, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, some people... They have different thoughts of of that, but I think if you have that relationship, um, you can better um, create, you know, yourself. Well, speaking of creating, so, you know, ironically enough, today, this morning, and, and I text you a photo of the book, 
you know, I was reading a book that a, a friend of mine sent me from Ohio. We had a conversation. So Adam Rossmeller, who, who you saw at the Vision Conference, you know, I was really intrigued by him. Um, and one of the things that I've always struggled with, and you know this, is kind of embracing the platform that God has put me on. You know, uh, you see me on a billboard and you've seen Ronnie on a billboard and, and it's like, you know, that's not who we are. That's just our business and what we do to market it. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where sometimes it's difficult to to embrace that platform. And I struggle with that, especially now as we're starting to do, I know it looks like I don't because I go on, I'm on Facebook often and we're doing a lot of this video stuff, but I still, it still, you know, there's a part of me that it's, it's odd to have uh, a video person um, follow me around all day. Right. And then you get to a point where, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind, but I, I'm very deeply in belief that God has given me this platform to share the things that have happened in, you know, in my past, in my childhood, in my life uh, to inspire people. Um, but this book called to create, and I, I said to you, it will be your next read. Hopefully, um, it really talks about how God himself was a creator and, and man, I'm telling you what, the first 10 pages of this book impacted me more than, than most, most books have. Um, and so tell me because you, I'm sure deal with those same things, or if maybe you don't, maybe you've, maybe you've figured that out and, and compartmentalized it or or you already know how to handle it because of your relationship with God. But for me, it's something that's always on my mind. Am I, am I going too far? Am I, am I pushing too high, <clears throat> pushing too high? So tell me how you handle that. Well, I'm going to back up a minute and, and, and I'll tell you, you know, it's, it's great to have this conscience. It's great to have, um, the, the leadership, um, that you, you can get f- from the Bible. I will tell you, but, you know, how can I say this? Fame is not something that is, uh, you know, of of anything that has to do with success. I think right. success is um, the impact you have done on the world around you. Yes. And uh, to me, you know, it's... it's um, how can I say, you know, I, I, I'm the type of guy that doesn't like to, you know, maybe share a ton of, of what I try to do. And, and some people do it in different ways. I mean, you have impacted people, many people, with your story and your life and the way you, you know, you lead your business. I mean, you're a team grower. You have, and which, which I hope all leaders are, to be quite honest with you, but, you know, you do it in a different way than I would do it and someone right. else do it in a different way than and they would do it, but... You know, you're, you're, you're creating a system that is good for your business and good for you. You have a story to tell. You know, and, and, I, and I have a story to tell. Everybody has their own ways of, of communicating that story. So, you know, to, to put it in perspective, I, I sort of let my work and others maybe – share what I can do. Um, and I try, you know, I, I mean, we put things on video of the designs and, and now I'm starting to break that whole thing of, you know, actually showing myself on a, on a TV commercial. And I, I never was comfortable with that, you know, yeah, yeah. just because it wasn't me who I was trying to sell. It was my work 
you are John Wentworth Group. I mean, and you are the brand too. Well, that's just it, and it's very different. You know, marketing. Uh, I, I'm trying to sell my, you know, my, essentially myself, my trust, my my worthiness, my ability, your and, integrity, and my integrity, and you're selling an item. But the beauty behind your item is it still comes with the Metawar name. Well, yeah, no, our brand is extremely important to me. Yeah. Our brand. When you look at our brand, you should see. Um, as, as hard and as solid as a diamond is, you should see our brand. And, and to me, that's extremely important. Again, integrity is with our name. Yes. At the end of the day, that's who I am. You know, that's the beauty of attaching your name to something. I mean, I really believe that like once you attach your name to something, you know, it takes it to a whole nother level. No, absolutely. You take it. You take it very personal, and and you hope the people that are on your team does the same yep. way. Which I'm very blessed to have a an amazing team. Uh, I mean, I couldn't do anything without this team. They're they're great. Now, um, you know, it's it's great to have cool. What I love about my business, okay, is that I can create something for you that has more meaning for you than it does for me. For you, right. You know, I can create something that it represents something in your, you know, your life. I can create something that marks a moment. That's our, that's our trademark. Right. Mark your moment. And mark, you know, the moment in your life where, you know, you, every time you look at it, every time you see it, you're, you, you, you know that's a seal of, you know, whatever it represents in your life. Be it in a wedding, be it an anniversary, a child, a successful, you know, year in business. Hence your, you know, how you do that, the John Wentworth Rolex giveaway, yep, which, yep. Uh, you know, is, is pretty Which cool. I call you at the last minute for every year. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, <laughs> and we're, you we're, make it happen. We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's, to me, that's what gives me joy. Right. You know, and, and, and for you, I mean, you're you're dealing with a lot of people who have... You know, their whole life in this one building, their whole yeah. life in this home, and you're taking them into a different life, and it's a new page, and it's a new, and, and that's a big responsibility, too. It is. I always say, you know, it's much more than selling a home. I mean, you know, helping someone, let's say, buy a home, it's so much more than just the home. It's it's where they're going to, you know, we always think about the good things, right? You know, it's where they're going to have fun. It's where they're going to have family. Uh, it's also where they're going to mourn. It's where they're going to go through some difficult things in life. And, uh, and when you start to think of it on that level, it becomes so much bigger. And, and, and even for selling a home, I just left a, a home on Lake Fenton, this beautiful, wonderful 85-year-old woman who is, you know, she's been on that lake in that home for 34 years. And, uh, you know, she said today, this is very difficult to do. And, you know, and that's those are the people you want to embrace and, and help as much as you can and make sure that they have the best transaction possible. Absolutely. It becomes, uh, you know, it becomes personal in that way. And I think to me, you know, when it comes to business, when you, when you give a little bit of yourself every little time, you begin to grow to give more of yourself. And, um, you know, it's something important. It's something that you have to give to the people around you, your team, you know, uh, the people you meet. It's not just hey, I'm going to sell you a piece of jewelry, have a good day. It's, I'm going to be here for you. Right. I'm going to be here for you today. I'm going to be here for you tomorrow. And uh, and my team is. If I can't be, right. my team is going right. to be. And that's why we try to build good teams around us. So, 
Well, let's have a little fun because you and I laugh a lot. Okay, we do. We do. We <laughs> I mean, do. we laughed the entire time setting up for this uh, this podcast. <laughs> Should I wear a jacket? Should I not wear a jacket? I'm going to wear a jacket. I'm going hey, no to ride the car and get a jacket, jacket. On, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know, hot. so I don't it's even know why we're thinking anyways. about it. And it is hot in here. <laughs> um, but uh, talk a little bit about what does just a normal day look like for you. Well, I wake up in my morning. Of course, um, if I wake up early enough, I'd love to have some coffee with my wife and spend a, a few minutes with the kids still sleeping. <laughs> that doesn't happen much. Um, but, uh, you know, get ready for the day. I take Mia to school, you know, pretty much every day. Mia is his daughter. Mia is my daughter, which sometimes if I don't take her to school, John is taking her to school, which is, you know, lives down the street from me, which is pretty awesome and I trust and like a brother. And, uh, you know, then I go to the office. I might have a stop, have a cup of coffee, meet, you know, meet some friends for, you know, start off the day or the week and go to work. And I'll go to the office or go to the stores. I have stores in Jackson, Lansing, uh, Fenton and, and, and Flint Township. And I'll make my rounds on those. I have great teams, too, that are, um, you know, in those stores as well. So when you're making the rounds, are you, is it like for me, when I make rounds, you know, every time I come here, I come in, the first thing I do is hug everyone on the team. I call that my rounds, which that's pretty which much amazing. Make, yeah. makes me think to share that. Are, are you in, because you sell a little bit, but, but that's not your main role. Am I incorrect? Uh, I mean, you have your clients. Well, I mean, if you take a look at the numbers of, of what we sell in our store, my, you know, our, between my mother and I, we sell 50% of, wow. You know, but you have to understand it's we have a huge um, following of personal customers that yeah. we attend to, and and it's hard in relationships. Now, course, that you've absolutely, built over a long time, absolutely, yes. and 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 it's a big, it's it's something big, and, and it's hard. And now I'm starting to, with with um, you know, with the love of my customers and my relationships, they understand. I might not be able to see Ronnie today, right? But I got Ronnie's gonna put me in touch with someone that's gonna know what he's doing or she's doing, and so my my rounds, I should say, I shouldn't call them rounds, but when I get to the store, you know, and uh, spend time with my employees, my coworkers, I should say, um, you know, how can I help them? How can I get them something better? What new are the things that looking for? What else can I design for them? How can I help them in, in specific ways? And I'm in and sometimes out so quickly because I'm on to the next one. It's, right. it's that's the hardest part for me. I think is not there's not enough time in the working day where I can sit down and enjoy my family and enjoy my I should say my work family and enjoy my family at home. So you know the balance. Yes. Is, is has been fun to fun to do, but making these rounds. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm there to encourage. I'm there to help. I'm there to lend a hand. I'm there to serve coffee to my customers. I'm there to, you know. I, Whatever needs to be done. You know what? Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I have no no shame when it comes to my customers. You'd be vacuuming and stuff? Absolutely. In fact, I loved vacuuming. <laughs> I can ask my wife. But, I, I, I mean, I, I love that part of my job more than anything. I hate the paperwork. Yes, but we have someone has to do it. Someone's got to do it. You know, and someone has Thank to take God a look. Thank God for those someones. Yeah, absolutely. It's but just I a different do mindset, right? I mean, you know, some people are, are that mindset works for them. Mine, my goodness, you know that mine does not work that way. Well, there's 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 managers, there's entrepreneurs, there's technicians in this world. 
you know it just depends on who you are and uh and uh you embrace who you are i well, tend to be a couple things you know so i like to I what like makes metawar jewelers different than any other jeweler Whew. our history our passion i'm sure there's a lot of people that have that i could say oh our price and our quality yeah 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 yada yada no it's not that it's 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 us it's it's our team it's not me it's our team it's our passion to help our customer to give them the very best value for their money compared to the quality of what they're getting you know to me um you can get you said to me one time it's the experience well absolutely it's and 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 then that's that's a part of the whole thing and i tell you what it, the bigger you get the harder it is to keep that experience perfect but that's what i do right you know that's what i try to instill in my coworkers is you know we're here to serve you go to the, you go you go to the finest restaurants okay and they have you know great food but if you have terrible service, what happens? Right. And, and when you start to look at that, too, when you start to go to the better and better and better restaurants, the food's pretty much all the same. It's the service that is stepped up. Absolutely. And the price on the menu is stepped up because the service is stepped up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's nice to remember. Where are you going to eat tonight, by the way? I have no idea what my <laughs> wife, what she wants to do. She usually cooks at home. I'm very lucky. <laughs> well, I know how you got in the jewelry business because... Your father, it's right? It's a family thing, yeah. yeah My grandpa yeah. started in 1920. 1920. Yep, so soon, soon, one and a half more years, we'll be at 100 years old. That's awesome. It is, third generation. Um, I, can, I can say that, and I can't say that because, well, you know, we our, our, our company was demolished in the war in Lebanon from, you know, f- just from civil war. My parents came to America, um, you know they're Christian, as we as we talked about. It was it's a little bit easier to uh, you know <laughs> live that life. Uh, Tell here. us more about that. Go a little deeper there, because I remember you know at our our church retreat that uh, you know you shared that story about you know when your parents came from Lebanon and when they were forced out essentially from war. Well, I mean, uh, we have family there still, and and they they they're they're good. They're, they're they live they live a fantastic life. I mean. Lebanon is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous country, and and I shouldn't say that they had to. They fled because um, you know. Well, they did. They fled. They they left. They didn't flee. They didn't. It wasn't. They, they didn't chose to go. Yeah, they chose to go and then come here. My my father's brother was already in California. They stopped in Lansing uh, to visit my mother's sister, my aunt, uh, and they they came here with my grandma and grandpa. And uh, from my mom's side, and we were, they were dropping my grandma and grandpa off to go to California. Right. So dad flew out to California, and uh, real quick he uh, he realized after two days of trying to find a place and re- seeing the whole thing. After a week later, he came back. He's like, "We're staying in in Lansing, Michigan." And you know, I wasn't born yet; it didn't matter to me. <laughs> uh, but uh, I tell you what. Uh, restarted the business almost instantly and, and and that's a great story i mean he went down searched for people to hire him and you know no one really wanted to and uh i mean he said to this guy downtown lansing he goes listen let me put a watch bench in the corner of your store 
don't pay me anything. Whatever watches you get in, I'll fix and you take half of it. And let me show you what I can do. Six months later, my dad was fixing for 15 other Rolex, you know, other jewelers from everything. Right. And uh, it was so big. The guy was like, you got to get out of here. You have, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're busier than me. So him, dad, uh, you know, reopened, you know, Metawar. And uh, his brothers came in and, uh, you know, helped them expand. And, uh, and each of them have their own, their own thing. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. it's truly a family business, right? It is. It is. So tell tell us. I, I think it's something that's interesting that that people always, I always talk about is the finished product syndrome, right? So, and especially I think it holds true for someone like you that is a family business. Someone like Ryan Lafontaine, another one of our brothers, that is a family business. Because too often I think there's this perception that you didn't work as hard as someone else to earn it. And, 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 and right with Ryan, same thing. And what I kind of feel is the opposite is that you almost have to go harder. Well, it's a, it's, it's a jockey. It's a fine line. It just depends on the situation. But, but tell us about your grind, your journey, your, how about this? What's the most difficult thing you've ever overcome? Business, personal. I think that is the biggest thing that I had to overcome when I when I walked in uh, at a young age and and my dad's you know I call them co-workers because they all were working together you know although he was you know the owner is for them to accept me as a leader and I didn't expect them to because they watched me grow up right and and I'll tell you what uh, a lot of them didn't accept me as the leader I had and, and and they had every right they you know I had to earn it and and I never expected anything less but when I started affecting their business or their job that's when they started not accepting uh and realizing whoa you know I, I now I, I, I this guy is uh, you know really affecting how I'm doing it and I'm, I'm trying to better them right and better the system in the stores but and they're taking it as as this guy me what to do this guy's telling me what to do and he's you know quarter of my age or half my age or never been in my business they don't really realize I lived and breathed right this business you know and and my parents really never ever spoiled me I mean, they, they spoiled me, yes. Well, you tell me a, did, great, a great story, though. I'm going to jump into this because I don't want to lose this thought. Okay. Tell us about, I believe you were 15 or 16. You were going to get, you know, you were working towards getting your first car, but I believe bef- you, you so had funny. another four-wheel vehicle. How do you remember that story? You had another four-wheel vehicle before <laughs> your car. What was it? It was a lawnmower. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, you know, Dad, uh, listen, I, I, those of you who know me, and I'm just gonna say I love cars, and I don't care. You know, you like me. You I, don't. I like horse power. I, I mean, we both <laughs> like horses. He likes horse power, horse power, and I like horses. horses. Yeah, that's funny. You know, it's that's my thing. I just I enjoy it. I enjoy wrenching on them. I enjoy driving them. I like to go fast. I like to go slow. I don't really care. I, I, I like I like I like my cars, but. And I've always, and I always have. My son, he's two years old. He loves cars. You know, I don't know where he got that one from, but you know. Dad always knew I wanted to get a nice car, and at fourteen, he's like, you know, you know, he always encouraged me. At fifteen, at fifteen, one day I would go to school to learn how to drive, you know, to to drive a car, and he's like, you know, let's go look, for, let's go car shopping. I'm like, oh yeah. He goes, where do you want to go? 
<laughs> you I said, let's, go, let's go, let's go Toyota dealership. Okay, we went to the Toyota dealership. Let's go to the Chevy dealership. We went to the Chevy dealership. Let's go to the BMW dealership. Oh, we went. He took me. I mean, one day he's like, and my dad doesn't do this. He should understand. I was like, this is a special day. I'm spending with dad. Right. He's. He, this is. This is really this special. Cars and dad. This is cars and dad. And I was so excited. And you know, he taught me a great lesson to spend time with your kids more often. I would say I'll tell you that right there. But he also taught me another lesson. He goes, which car would you want? And he, I said, Dad, it's that BMW 3 Series. I love that car, you know? And he's like, no problem. I'm like, yes. <laughs> he goes, you know, I'm like, let's, let's, you know, sit down. And we were sitting down. I can't remember where we were. We were having dinner. And he said to me, he goes, my first car was $700. I had to work, I think it was seven, eight months until he could afford to save up 700 bucks. He goes, uh, Pull out of his pocket, seven hundred bucks, and he goes, "Make this your BMW." And he handed me the seven hundred bucks, and I, I was like, "Oh, great! I have seven hundred bucks. Great! I'm gonna <laughs> go like, buy yeah, a stereo. Whatever. I forgot I'm about buy the a BMW. stereo right now, <laughs> you know." Uh, no, and and he and I was like, "What can I do?" I, a buddy of mine, you know, he was mowing grass, and I said, "You know, can I can I use can I use the tractor, the lawnmower?" He goes, "As long as you cut the grass, absolutely." You know, grab the lawnmower, I'd go down the street, and I try to. You know, I would try to cut grass for other people just to start. And my dad's like, well, 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 well. Back it up, back it up. You're not going to go and, and, and go solicit our neighbors to go cut their grass. Come on. And I said, well, I mean, you taught me. He goes, no, you can't do that. Find a way, another way to do it. So I hired <laughs> I hired a 16-year-old guy who had, a, who had a pickup truck. And I bought ramps out of the 700 bucks. And we've... Drove up that tractor on that pickup truck, and we would go cut grass somewhere else. And then uh, my dad had a uh, had a landscaping job at one of his stores, and or his one store. And and I said, "Can I bid it out?" So I went and did all the bidding on it, and and whatnot. And I got the bid for five thousand dollars, right? And it was way cheaper than what he ever did. And I'm thinking, "Yeah, I'm gonna make a thousand bucks." Well, you know, long story short, I hired all these guys to do all this landscaping with. You know, you were starting with that, and he gave me a down payment. I bought all my stuff, and then I started doing that for other people. In fact, GM, General Motors, was doing a a, a, a remodel on one of their plants around their signs, and they stopped and asked us to do it too. It was pretty amazing that whole year. I made $5,000 that year, and uh, it was through that, through that summer, and I had $7,000 saved up, I think it was, and I bought myself – a car for seven thousand dollars. What what kind of car was it? It was a nineteen ninety seven Chevy Lumina. Nice. And I bought it in I mean in ninety seven, but for seven thousand dollars. But it had seventy eight thousand miles on it. It was like a salesman's car. <laughs> I drove it for three months. I sold that car for ten thousand dollars. Nice. I took that ten thousand dollars. I went and bought. Um, uh, another car. I drove it for three months and sold that car for fifteen thousand dollars. Still doing this, by the way. Every time <laughs> no. I see him, he's got a new vehicle. Oh, come on. Uh, that's uh, I have fun, but <laughs> I don't make money on them anymore. That's the problem. Now you're selling for three thousand less. <laughs> oh, jeez. But uh, long story short, I bought my BMW. Yeah, after two years. After two years, that's awesome. And I drove it, and I drove it, and I loved it. So, I mean, I can tell you other part of that story. Yeah, tell it. Um, we used to shovel driveways to get money yeah, well. in the winter. And then when I was 15, I would get a ride to the racetrack, 
to bet on the horses with the money that I got from shoveling That's driveways. That's so funny. That's so funny. Here's the, here's the other part of this story, which um, brought me back to, you know, really a, a great experience, a learning experience is I bought that BMW. I had it and I fixed it up and I it was in shows and all this fun stuff. Really? Yeah, to one day this guy came up to me and offered me like seriously $10,000 over what I had into this car. And I said to myself, this is, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but yes, I'll sell it. And I went to the Cadillac dealership and I put money down, a lease. I paid out a lease, I would say, for two years because my dad really didn't care about cars. He would, he was driving something. He's kind of like me. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Uh, Ronnie's always remembering me. He's like, Dude, when I used to have the Avalanche, you got to get rid of that. You're John Wentworth. You got to get rid of that come Avalanche. Come on, no. I go, I like, it has rust and bumps all over it. Yeah, you did have to get rid of it. <laughs> it come did, on, I, I don't want to hire a realtor that has a big ass bump on the side of this. <laughs> that's the no. beauty about podcasts. You can swear. <laughs> okay, and, I don't want to And that's swear. the next thing I want to talk about, too, because... Let me, let me finish that. Please let me finish do. Yeah. story real quick. I went and I bought, I, I put a two-year lease on the Cadillac, right? And I drove it home and I handed my dad the keys. And he's like, what are you, what, you bought a new car? What happened to your, I said, no, dad, I bought you a new car. And in my life, I never seen my dad just drop his like, jaw. I mean, he was, are you, I can't do that. No, you can't. I said, yeah, this is yours. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take your car. And this is like a Saturday afternoon. He's like, "Really? Come on, let's go for a drive." So we jumped in the car, and we took it for a drive. He's like, "I can't believe you did this." And next thing you know, I ended up at the BMW dealership. <laughs> and he goes, "How long do I have this car for?" I said, two years." He goes, I still have some money left, Dad. He goes, good, leave it in the bank and invest it. He went in, walked in, and said, what was that BMW, a 3 Series? And he went and leased one for me yeah. for three years. That's awesome. He goes, I don't need your money. I didn't need, but what you did today just showed me, you know, you, you're growing up. Yeah. You're growing up, son. And and that's another thing. We got to really, re- I mean, I'm not saying go buy yours. I'll never expect that from anybody else, but that was something. But it's a I, life lesson. I got, I was so, um, I don't know. I owe him everything. I owe my mom everything. So it was. It, this is that's nothing of what I, I couldn't would right. do for them. Well, so. I think maybe you know maybe that's one of the things that I'm so drawn to you about. You know, just yesterday when when we were at mass, you know, our kids go to school together, and and uh, Ryan's always or Ronnie's always saying to me, "Do me this favor, do me this favor," and really, it's favors for myself, right? It's not like he wants a favor. And so last week, a couple of weeks ago, we had a pretty big one. And I said, okay, fine, but you got to do me a favor. I said, okay. That's he so said, okay, funny. what? I said, come to come to Mass Wednesday, and but don't tell Mia you're coming. Just be there. And uh, so we met parking lot at the same time. We're sitting down together, and uh, Mia walks in, and it took her a moment to find Dad. And when she did that, I mean, that smile lived with me all day long, and I'm sure it's probably still ingrained in it your is. mind. It, it was is. amazing. Um, and, and I think that family that you exude, you know, because I didn't have that to that level. Um, I, I think that always draws me to you when, when there's birthday parties for Mia or Sammy or, or family get togethers, you know, it's, a, it's one big happy bunch and, and they're, you know, one come one, come all. And I'm going because I just love being around that family. It's so awesome. And you're so blessed to have such a, 
I am. I am. And, and, and I'm blessed to have great people around me that I can call family, you know? Yes. Um, you know, I, 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 I can say that there's a handful of, of, of brothers. I'm, I'm a single boy. I have a sis, older sister whom I love very much. And I thank God for, but I don't have, I have no, I have no brothers, you right. know, and it was, it, I had cousins and everything, but you know, uh, it's great to be able to have some, uh, some, some brothers now I could say. And I, and I have a few and I'm very lucky to have those people. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, we talked about, you know, our circle and who we surround ourselves with and how that affects us. Um, you know, one of the things we talk about on this podcast, I mean, everybody says, oh, you're going to talk about horses, and we've yet to do that. Uh, you know, the definition of a thoroughbred is obviously a racehorse, but it's also an elite business person. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that we talked about when we opened this podcast is people that don't lead with ego, people that are humble, right? Um, people that are, you know, I had a, I, I came up with something that was really interesting to me. You know, we had that horse that just won and won and won and won. And, you know, it's, it's difficult when you own a horse to put it out there for everybody because the norm is they don't win and win and win and win. Right. And, and somehow you become related to your horse. If the horse loses, well, you own a loser. And if the horse wins, well, then you own a winner. And so I'll never forget when chocolate ride lost the first time. And, you know, we had the whole family there and the kids and I walked the kids out on the track. Now, most, I shouldn't say most many times. You know, the horse is no, doesn't race well, everybody's mad, they throw their stuff on the floor, and they, and they pout off. And uh, it was important for me to take the kids out on the track and still give the horse the same love, whether he won or, or lost. And so in that moment, it was, you know, we, we celebrate victories, and, and, and that's a beautiful thing, but we also have to be, you know, humble in victory, right? Uh, we always say humble in victory, but you've got to be gracious in defeat also. And so I just feel like as I start to meet all of these high high level people, uh, there's a lot of humility, um, and there's not a ton of ego. How do you separate the two? Because we still have to have a diligent work effort every day, right? We still have to almost kind of roll with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder, but we have to leave our ego at the door, also. Ooh, um, I I. I don't want to sound like I don't care uh, because I really do care, but the ego scenario is something that I sort of I hate. Ditto. And um, and it's funny how you as a person might hate it, but other people bestow upon you that you have one when you don't really have one. Um and uh, you, you know you've asked me a few times to do things and 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 I would always shy away from it because I don't want to be that guy that portrays and not that I'm not saying you do this is you you you're you're again you're benefiting you're sh- you're really helping a lot of people but I don't um I don't really care anymore what uh, if 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 people are defining me under something that really puts me back to say, are those the people I actually care about what they think? Correct. Um, you know, I, I, I have, I know who I am. I know um, where I came from. I know what my wife standing next to me. I know my, my, how, how my children are being raised. I know my friends. I know their hearts. That's why they call them friends. And, uh, you know, to me... I sort of 
take away the labeling of scenarios of, of people and I sort of don't do that anymore you know and and one thing I, you know one of my favorite well I always say be a witness not a judge I, 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 well, that's that's great you know the, I don't know if you ever heard of the man in the arena and, and that's the man in the arena is one of my favorite quotes and it talks about um, hey you know you can judge all you want, but if you haven't, if you can't judge a person that actually tried it, and if they failed, they failed, and if they, but you can't say that they didn't try because they actually did. Yes, you know, and it's it's it, it's sad of the people who didn't try it. Well, you look, what, what fear paralyzes people, right? So, how do you in your business? How do you keep moving the needle? How do you keep do, thinking? Like I've always got to think outside of the box. Be one step ahead. I want to market today the way everyone else is going to market three years from now. And we've That's... been very successful in that. And so have you. I, like I have a lot of you know a, a, a big sphere in the real estate industry, but I still have a small circle, right? I mean I have tons of friends, but I have a very small and tight circle. And but I do all of the coaching and and you know inside of the real estate industry. What are some of the ways that you're always trying to stay ahead of the curve? Well, I know you love marketing. Well, yeah, we. I, I, it's funny. I used people used to ask me when I was in, uh, younger, like, you know, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm I'm just, I'm just a marketer. I just happen to be in the jewelry business. Well, that's so not true. I mean, it's it's so funny that um, marketing is one thing, and. I've realized that my work can be the biggest marketing thing. The most money I can spend is on my customer's experience. And um, how do we move the needle? I mean, it's not really tons of marketing. It's not more marketing. It's, it's, uh, I think people too often, people think that you can come into something and just throw money at it. Right. I mean, I think real estate is a great example right now. I don't know your industry well enough. Uh, obviously, the market as a whole is really good, but the real estate market is really strong. And everybody thinks, oh, this is so easy. Uh, you know, and, and people maybe have some backing and they think they can just throw money at it. But money does not create trust. No, I mean, right. And that's I what mean, absolutely. And, and to raise the needle in, in my business, it, it takes a lot of money. I mean, uh, you know, one showcase of ours is it costs as much as a, you know a, a house, you know, and 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 not saying that as a pat on our back. It's no, trust me. I mean, you can ask the state bank. You know, they, <laughs> they I pay them every month, but uh, at the same time, it's it's a lot of work. It's to raise the to raise the bar in any business, not just ours. It's number one, the way you service people the integrity you give them, and the the standard that you hold yourself on. Now, top of mind awareness is important. That's where marketing comes in. When you say real estate, when you say waterfront, John Wentworth comes to mind. Thank you. Yeah, well, no, but... <laughs> but, but, but but, I mean, I remember the late nights sitting on my deck yep. and talking about that. When you think of waterfront you think of john wentworth and it's true because you've proven yourself the way you've you've done your business and, and i'm not blowing up your head i'm just no, telling no. you the, the facts you know to uh, you had you had, took a lot of money and you're lucky your your branding is down every street you know i don't have that opportunity i don't have the opportunity to put a meadowar sign on everybody's lawn 
Maybe, uh, maybe you should consider that. <laughs> yeah, hey, you, we'll give you good. a very good deal on a diamond, <laughs> but you're going to have a sign in your yard for 12 months. <laughs> yeah. Be careful of the burglars, right? <laughs> no, but uh, it's, it's, to me, she's walking around with a Medawar name. Yeah. She's, you know, you've given her a, a Medawar piece. He's wearing a Medawar watch. You know, that to me... Very similar to the sign, right? Because someone's going to say, beautiful ring. Yes, and you hope and you pray, you pray that they say, say, where did you get it? Please go see Ronnie, you <laughs> right, know, right. or his team. And, 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 and better than me is my team, you know. But, uh, you know, that's that's how you raise the bar, by, by um, exceeding expectations with honesty and integrity at all costs. We had Dave Duran in one time, you know, Ice Cream Dave, Uncle Ray's shout out there. Um, but he said something that was very interesting. He said, everything is a yes. And it's not just a yes. It's a yes, we will do that. Yes, I will get you that. It was just really interesting. I mean, with ice talk, cream, you can do that. John. Yeah, but but with, with his customer service for him is like. I mean, you know, you've been there. Yeah. It is all about. I mean, he's selling six dollar ice cream. Yeah, they're certainly not the cheapest, but I'll tell you what, they know they're very good, and uh, it's the experience again. It's the experience of going there. You tell Mia or Sammy, you say oh. ice cream, Uncle Ray's, and they're just. I mean, they're 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 doing handstands. It's all or they're, or they're cleaning up the room, or they're doing this, <laughs> or they're doing that. Whatever they can do to get there. <laughs> all right, tell us, in your opinion, what makes an elite business person I think you've said it probably but just specific to that what makes an elite business person um, I think first and foremost you need to know what you're good at know what you're bad at get people who are better than you surrounding you and um, always be mentoring someone and always have a mentor. Um, focus, prayer, <laughs> so I'll tell you that much. Uh, and, um, you know, to be an elite person, to be an elite business minded person, it is the drive um, that you also have, not just to win, but to affect affect the people, the thing, the place around you. And, um, and, and notice that it's not all self-centered at all. Uh, to be an elite business person, you must bring people, pull people up, grab onto people and lift yourself up and always know, always try to do better and, and, and do it all, all, with integrity at all costs. Well, and I think, you know, for me always, I'm always thinking about that self-reflection, right? And, and you, without using that word, you said that a lot in there, you know, growth, uh, to be able to self-reflect. You got to do the work. You know, sometimes you have to look at look at uh, yourself in the mirror and say, "Am I doing all that I can do to continue to move the needle forward?" Uh, and 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 the, what I loved what you said in the beginning, right? Is know what you're good at, because like I said earlier, I mean, I I can't spell, but I can sell. And I mean, it's literally so true that that's become like a joke around the office over the last few years. I can't spell, but I can sell. I mean, I'll ask my 13 year old how to spell stuff. 
you know, it just wasn't who I was, wasn't how I was raised. I was really good at sports and that was good enough. And, um, and, and I think it's important to recognize where am I weak? And when, you know, when you're 45 years old, you're probably not going to improve in certain areas. So you've got to hire that out. And it's, and maybe it's not even how you were raised. It's just who we are, who God made us. You know, my brain operates in the moment. It does not operate from a sheet of paper. I mean, honestly, I think a lot of people can be, it doesn't matter where you are in your life or in your business life. If you want to be successful in all you do, you know, do it and understand what you are successful in doing. Understand and then do you, a whole lot more of it. Exactly, and and focus on it, and 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 be that person. Don't try to be someone you're not. Don't look left and right and behind you. And 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 one more thing, which is extremely important, you got to find the balance, because you can be fantastic in business, and you can lead and have all this the this the, this stuff. But personal life could be really crappy. Well, and so that was the next question as we talk about what it takes to be an elite business person. And I think more importantly, what does it take to be an elite person, you know, to an elite husband, an elite father, an that's, elite friend. That's so not el- me. An elite and I hope, to, I hope to God I will be. I, I strive every day to be. But to be an elite business person, I don't even, I don't even consider myself that. I strive to be. I strive to be an elite business person. I strive to be the best husband. I strive to be the best father. I strive to be the best son or cousin or, 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 or you know, brother. But it's hard. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to realize. It's do the, okay. Yeah, it is okay. Do the best you can do with what you have and what you know. Always strive for better. But don't hold yourself to the point where, you know, you're just – you always try to do better and better and better because you're never going to ever stop and smell the roses. I'll tell you a real interesting story. You know, you're talking about this. When I used to race horses and I was living in Ottawa, and I, don't, I probably never even told you this story because it just came up. It's not something that I would think about. But uh, the night before, I won seven races, and I just missed the eighth race by like a nose. And so seven races was the the tied me for the most that anybody had ever won in one night, right? And... What a glorious thing. And all I did was all night so mad, all day so mad the next day that I didn't win the eighth. And I'm in the airport in Ottawa, and I'm getting on a plane, and, and I'm not a reader. So why the heck I bought a book? I don't even know. Well, I do know. It was about as thin as an iPad. <laughs> and, and so I grabbed this book, and it says, the, the 10 most important things to be happy. And I opened the book. I, didn't even, I haven't bought it yet, actually. I just opened it on the stand. And the very, it's basically like a one or two page chapter. And the very first chapter says, and I don't remember exactly what it said. Chris can Google it maybe real quick. But um, it basically said, in order to be happy, you have to be willing to enjoy the wins. Because if you always need more, you can never enjoy what you already have. It's it's very true. I mean, as someone, I can't remember who told me the story couple of days ago but you know you, you see a guy you know he's in a car and he's driving down the street and he sees this you know maserati or whatever car driving by he's like man i wish i had that but next next to this guy there's a guy you know in a you know whatever kind of car he's like man i wish i had that that car that the guy was driving and then there's a guy there's a guy on a bicycle saying man i wish i had that car that 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 guy was driving you know it's just it it puts things perspective that you know, you, you got to live in the moment. 
you gotta you gotta work hard for what you want. It's if it's given to you, you never respect it, and uh, you know you gotta celebrate life. You gotta celebrate the greats. Now it's good to be be upset at yourself, and it's good to say you know I didn't you know I didn't get to that position where I want to be, but but look at where you're at and say well, where am I at? And I you know I'll be honest, even today. I'll be that guy that says, dang it, I didn't miss, you know, I hit, didn't hit my quota, or dang it, I didn't do this, or we didn't do this, or how did we do, you know, stop. But it's okay. You recognize you, it, you but it's to. okay. You have to, and it's taken me a long time to do that. But that's what that's what makes life better, you know? It's really, you know, that's what, it's, it's, it's amazing that the surrounding that you're around or the mindset you're in, in will make you, a better businessman, a better husband, a better father, and so on. Why do people continue to hang out with people that have a negative effect on them? Uh, I I don't know. I don't really try to. <laughs> well, I know you don't. What I'm getting at I, is... I don't have an answer for that. What I'm getting at is we talked about that circle being tight, you know, and we have a lot of people in our lives, but we don't have a lot of people deep into our lives. And, you know, one of the things that I'm really focused on right now is uh, there's only two types of people I want in my life. Someone that can have a positive impact on me and someone that I can, in return, have a positive impact on. And, and that got real simple for me when I heard that. You know, I was, one of my mentors said to me one day, he, I, you know, he's telling me to read this book and read that. I go, brother, man, I just, I mean, that's, I can't even do that. Like, I don't read. He said that's, and, and he was trying to pull this out of me. And he said, I know that. That's because your place of genius is your heart. So just go to your heart and go to the truth every single time. And since then, that was a big weight. I mean, it was a weight lifted off my shoulder. And as he told me that, he said, you know, the other thing you struggle with is self-appreciation. And I'm like, holy cow. That was kind of a slap in the face, but it was only a slap in the face because I knew it was true. And once I heard those two things and I could kind of, you know, say, okay, I get that. I can, I can, I can understand that. I can figure that out. And he had me read a book called The Shadow Effect, and uh, I didn't read it all. <laughs> I read a little bit of it. There were three chapters. He told me to read. Make sure you read the second one. So I did. But, but to understand that, uh, you know, we have to not always be so hard on ourselves. And I think when we're trying to strive for these big things and we're trying to do things that people haven't done and we're, you know, we're pushing to break through the ceiling all the time, I think sometimes we get too hard on ourselves. Oh, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. But you know what? That's what pushes you. Mm -hmm. You can't say that that's always negative because sometimes we need a good kick in the butt. You know, sometimes we do. Sometimes we have to be hard on ourselves because who? if we're not hard on ourselves, and other people are definitely not going to be hard on ourselves, you know, on us, I should say, because a lot of people don't say what they feel, you know, or how they, how they look at you or how they, how you, you know, it, it's funny. You'll, you'll see a lot of people and, and you'll meet a lot of people. And if you know me, you know, uh, I, I've learned not to always try to help every single person because, to be quite honest with you, some people just don't want help, you know? Or, and, and, and sometimes I'm seeking help and I'm not getting it from somewhere where I need it, you know? And sometimes you got to realize they, they might not know. You know yeah. that you need help as well, so that goes with our friendship, right? I mean, sometimes I'm saying something to you, and you're like, "Yeah, whatever." And sometimes I could say the same thing in the right moment, and you're like, 
I get it. That's exactly and, and the same case. thing with me. You can tell me something. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I hear you, but I don't feel you. And yeah. then there are times you can say it to me and it has a deep impact. And that's what I'm talking about. That, that inner circle, like you've got to have, I think those people in your life, like I can go to you and say, Ronnie, what am I doing wrong? What are you seeing? Uh, correct me. You know, and that's great. But the best part about being that guy is me walking to you and saying, John, what are you doing right? And we all have to hear that too. For sure. You know? And um, again, speaking about celebrating, you know, the good things, sometimes, uh, you know, when, when, when your friends are celebrating with you or your family or your loved ones or people you actually care about, you realize... Hey, you're 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 doing you're doing things right. You're affecting people the right way, and uh, you know. And sometimes when you need that, you got to be around those people, and uh, you know you don't want to do it just because you want to hear that. But you you know that the, the people who are going to celebrate your successes are true friends. You know they want to celebrate your success because they love that you're being successful. You know I have a few people in my life where, I mean. I would step back for them to be successful. I would, I would be like, you know, I want you successful because you deserve it. You busted your tail, and and I've done that, you know, and and I love that, you know, and I hope, and I pray that, um, you know, I can be that that person to many, but you can't. You can't no, always you can't. do that. Well, and some people don't want it, and you know that that goes back to this team that that we're building. You know, so many people say, well, why why do you keep building it bigger? It's to provide people the opportunity that I've had. You know, I love when, you know, when I'm able to take people in my sphere and, 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 and allow them or to help them enjoy the things that I've been blessed with. To me, I mean, that I want everyone in my circle to be able to enjoy, you know, and maybe sometimes that pulls me away from, from you and Ryan and the people that are, you know, in my circle and very successful because I'm, I'm so over here trying to get everybody else into that darn circle. And, yeah. and that can be exhausting sometimes too, because like you said, sometimes you just can't, you just can't pe- get people to go there. I, I've realized one thing and um it really isn't around the people who you hang out with it really isn't at the end of the day you put your head on the pillow and it's just you okay and it's and you your, can either live with that or you can't you can live with that you can live with what what you're doing you can live with who you are or you can just you know go to sleep and forget about it and to me um you have to understand who you are. You have to understand and be confident in what you are, um, in, in, in truly what you're good at and how you can benefit others of what you are good at. And understand you are bad at things and know that. And, and you know, people can relate those things in different way by, you know, you know there's all different ways. But the, the biggest, the biggest I, I would think, um, impact you can make on others is understanding who you are and not saying that you're better but saying that you're good at this specific thing and i i want to bless others with that if they ask if they want now what's what give me one big dream like what's one big dream for you in your life (laughs) wow um because as much as you love cars, I know when I ask you that question, it's not a car. Oh, no, no. It's, it's nothing material, really, I'm thinking. I mean, to be quite honest with you, my big dream, I really don't want to share it because it really has nothing to do with me. 
and 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 I don't want to say it because it has it's an effect that would have an effect on others who are maybe less fortunate than me, and I don't want to be that guy. That's not who I am. I I just want to be. I'd like to be under the radar, but I, I, my my I want to help others in in ways that I can't right now. You know, I want to I want to bless others in ways that I don't. I am not the one blessing, but you know, maybe. Maybe the steps I take or the work that you know I help do are blessing everybody else. So that's a big dream of mine. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm. Well, all yeah. the days of her life. Absolutely. That's my. That's my. Uh, <laughs> that's my Paula. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah, and she's, uh, she's my most precious jewel. Yeah. You know, we uh, for our for our um, uh, you uh, you got tears in your eyes, and no. so do I now. But um, <laughs> you know, for our for our witnesses, you know, we both we both I read that we both did, yeah. And I think that's when you realize you're in the right circle. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm. She's my. Uh, you know, she's she makes me whole. You know, I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed. Uh, she's a God-fearing woman who pff, is by far an amazing mother, amazing wife, and she loves deeply. And she's she's definitely my rock when I am, I don't know, snow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. I could be that mushy guy, and she can be my solid rock. And, it, it, and of course, it's it's vice versa. And that's when you need... And mm-hmm. that's when you need to give, and that's when you need to take. And and she's 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 an amazing partner, amazing uh, friend. Um, I I can't see life without her. So I'm very blessed. Yes, you are. Well, we're very blessed to have you on. I want to share with you how much you mean to me. Oh, I don't thank you. I don't tell you enough. You know, we get running, we get going fast. But you are, you know, someone in my life that uh, when you know when we at mass the other day, you know when we. Uh, and, and, and Ronnie doesn't attend our church. Uh, his daughter does go to our, to St. John's school. And, uh, so I don't sit with him at mass, you yeah. know? And, uh, when, when I sat next to him the other day and he sat down, man, it was just, and I shared with him, I'm like, wow, it was such an aura. And again, I think that's when you know you're in the right circle. Um, but you do, you just bring me something, a piece, uh, some peace. And I love you. And I love you for that. Obviously. Well, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, you better say something good I now. Know, I know, man. It's, <laughs> this is a tough one, man. No, it's all good. I just, I you, you, you know, you've you've confided confided in me very much, and to me, uh, it shows trust, and I think vice versa. I have done the same. You know, you've seen good times and bad times of uh, of me, and you know, and that's the great thing of having good friends yes. and, and having people you can call brothers. And I do. I'm very lucky to have a few of them, and. Um, I will say that um, that's what really makes um, me move forward. That's what makes me excited to to uh, affect others in, in positive light and to to give a piece of me, just like I said earlier, uh, to to the people that deserve it. And of course. I think my pieces deserve it when I build them <laughs> and I give a piece of me there. But I definitely think, you know, and there's a lot of pieces to give of me, you know. 
I should be waking up at what five o'clock in the morning like you do and go work out. But <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's wonderful to have wonderful to have great friends and great uh, great uh, relationships. I would say, and I, I count uh, you as you know my one of my band of five. I'm very I'm very blessed. No doubt. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Check out Metawar Jewelers um, because, as you can hear, you're going to get a lot of love behind whatever goes into, uh, you know, what, whatever it is that you pick up for that special person in your Metawars.com. life. Metawars.com. <laughs> I have to do that. For that, that, do, that do you want to give them the phone number too, or is Google enough? <laughs> RonnieMetawar.com. Whatever you need. <laughs> Call me 24 7. I'll do it. I'll be there. Guys, thank you for checking out this podcast, the Thoroughbred Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share and give us some five-star reviews. Go to Meadowar Jewelers and give them some five-star reviews and give them some love. Ronnie's going to take great care of the entire team at Meadowar Jewelers is awesome. And, you know, I just really wanted to bring Ronnie to life in a different persona of who he really is as opposed to, you know, just a uh, an owner of a jewelry store because he's so much more than that. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. And so check out Meadowar Jewelers. And uh, next time you see Ronnie, go give him a hug. That's it. I give good bear hugs. I picked him up when he got here. He was shocked. (laughs) I was shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thoroughbred Podcast. Peace out.